Hello, 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 everyone. I am Rahul Asnani. I am Indian, first of all. So I'm from the land of the snake charmers. And this is the pilot episode of Rogue Opinions. Yes, you may have heard my voice before somewhere. I don't know where, somewhere. And I am with the John Cena to my Nikki Bella. I'm with Carl Pierce. How are you, Carl? I'm fine. I am fine. Does this mean you're going to leave me then? Uh, depends. I mean, it really depends. So, I mean, if, if you, Bella, <laughs> I mean, I have Artem on my cell phone, so you know. All oh, right. Okay. Just put me <laughs> down gently. <laughs> and we are here to discuss money in the bank. So, did you watch the show, Carl? I did. I've just watched it. Actually, I always watch it Monday morning. So I can't be our staying up late. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I like I live in India, so the show started at like four thirty in the morning for me, and I right, genuinely so don't care enough to wake up at that point to watch that show. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> I mean, imagine. I think okay. So first of all, these people are doing the whole camping around India. They want Indians to watch wrestling and they keep the show at 4.30, even draws at 5.30. Are you mental? How are we supposed to watch that? Uh, it's for an American audience. I mean, we have the same. I don't issues, care. American not, audience. <laughs> oh, not head. quite as bad. <laughs> not quite as bad as you, but it's still late enough for us over here as well. But Fair. the annoying thing is when they come to England, they don't put it out live for us. They pre-record it. I mean, at least... If you come into England, stream it live. You know, you but might they, as well stream it live for yeah. us as well. So for this, yeah, again, that, yeah, fair enough. So, so today's RAW, I'm saying RAW, oh my God. Money in the Bank, it coincided with the Game of Thrones series finale. Do you watch Game of Thrones, Carl? I do, and I'm going to my parents a little later to watch it. Oh, so, so you haven't seen the finale, I'm guessing. Completely. I've been completely off social media because I don't want spoilers for Game of Thrones. So I don't want spoilers for Money in the Bank. So I've gone dark today. Completely Fair dark. enough. So you don't want me to tell you that Roman Reigns is the final king or whatever? Because I don't want the oh. show. No, I thought it'd be Triple H. I mean, he's the king of kings. I mean, I'm expecting him to come out and just hit a dragon with a sledgehammer and sit on the Iron Throne. Well, you see, that actually happened. But then the King Slayer came out, which is Seth Rollins, and he became the new king. So it was like, oh, wow. And then just before the show closed off, Roman just came out and just pushed him off and sat on the throne. So that was it. Oh, what can you do, eh? Yeah. And then Brock well, came in and won. <laughs> cast, 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 spoiler alert. Cast, cast in. <laughs> That's why Brock was late for this. He was on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing the match, lads. I've got to watch Game of Thrones first. <laughs> Just I'll come in the last five minutes. <laughs> we all have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, let's start a conversation about Money in the Bank. The show started... The, okay, so that was the kickoff show, which I didn't really watch. Did you watch it? 
No, I didn't really watch it, to be honest. Fair enough. Can't blame you. I uh, tried to, but I was falling <laughs> asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so the match was between Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos, who are a legitimate tag team. While Okay, to be fair, Daniel Bryan and Rowan is also a legitimate tag team, but they're not an actual tag team. I, I like. Okay, I think that... Okay, so let's just discuss this match because what happens is I'm just because even I haven't seen it, but I just got the ending, which is I think it was a very decent match is what I've heard. And it ended with a double splash on Daniel Bryan for the Usos to pick up the win. That's a shocking decision that you're going to have Daniel Bryan lose instead of Rowan. I think I've always seen Rowan not lose and I've always seen Daniel Bryan lose in such a situation, which is always baffling to me. But I think that... This is not going to go on for too long. I think Daniel Bryan is going to become a solo star. And like I don't know, maybe he goes for the Cruiserweeds. That's what I've heard. I'm not sure. But yeah, he lost again. So what do you think? Well, I, I think it's baffling as well. I mean, let's not forget, uh, less than a month ago, he was WWE champion, wasn't he? Right? Yeah. All of a sudden, he's opening the kickoff show with, with Rowan in a match that he loses. Oh, it makes no sense. I mean, do you think he has got injury problems and the tag teams to sort of protect him a little bit, maybe? Uh, possibly. I think, I think then, yeah, he was kind of injured in the Mania match. So I think they could be taking it easy on him. But I don't know. This is not a good look on him. On the kickoff show of the next pay-per-view after, the, after like WrestleMania. Come on. I mean, I, to be honest, I would have preferred to have had the is it the Kabuki Warriors they're calling themselves against the oh. the Iconics in this in this spot. To be honest, I mean they've been yeah. building they've been building that match up and they don't even feature them at all on the on the you know the pay per view. It's baffling. Yeah. Really, I didn't is. think of that. I didn't think of that. But yeah, you're right. That match should have been on the. Why wasn't it even mentioned? That's weird. None of them were even in the women's money in the bank match, were they? No. No, no. I mean, Asuka oh, and Kyrie Sane. Asuka and Kyrie Sane would have been great in that match, to be honest. But yeah, speaking of that match, I think we can just start talking about the show opener, which was the women's money in the bank ladder match. And uh, yeah, so again, like this match was just hot off the press. Like I think everyone got their moments. I think that's what this match has become now. Everyone getting their moments to shine and then the ending sequence. I think that's what always happens. But I think this time the moments were quite, I think, innovative because you had Nikki Cross going for the helicopter, like the helicopter and the ladder. And then you had Naomi who did the split to like avoid being sandwiched by the ladders. That was cool. And then he had cool moments during the match. Carmelo got injured during the match at one point. Was that legit? I don't really know. I, I think check. it was a. I think it was a work because she came back. She wouldn't have come back if it was legit, would she? So it was obviously a work, but it didn't really go anywhere. So I don't really see what the point of it was. I mean, I, mean, I can see her coming back, like just like I'm fine, and she just like just to get the respect of Vince McMahon just <laughs> runs out. Possibly, possibly, but I doubt the trainers would have let her if it was yeah. if it was a legit injury. Fair I mean, enough. I find the match a bit, as part from a few spots, I find the match a bit unspectacular, really. I know the really? women can't take the, I know the women can't take the sort of bumps off the ladders the men do, or I don't want to sound sexist, but that's that's what yeah. people always say when I'm complaining. They, they need to do a bit more, you know, they need to do a bit more harder hitting stuff. 
yeah, I get what you're saying. But then I think that's the thing that since this women's money in the bank thing hasn't been a thing for too long, I think we've had like two or three of these matches till now. And I think every they're just trying to just get the contrived spots out of the way. So I think it all mm. looks very unnatural because it seems like they have a set choreograph like choreographed sequence which they just have to go through during the entire show. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I must admit, I, I did like the spot where Ember Moon did the eclipse from the ladder on the outside of the oh, ring. That was so good. That was that was brilliant. I mean, she's uh, so good. She really is so good. She's so, so underrated. So like, they don't even mention her. That's just yeah. oh. So underutilized, isn't she? She's really, yeah. she's really good. And Mandy, Mandy Rose doing a finisher. I forget what she calls the finisher now. On onto oh. the ladder. That was a that was a really good spot as well. Yeah, I think huh, I feel bad for Nikki Cross because I think they were going to do something with Alexa and her during this match, but I don't know. Just felt kind of like she was just there. I at think the she end. was just a, she was just a last minute replacement at the end of the day, wasn't she? So. Mm. I, I, did you ever think that she was going to have more of a part to play in the match with considering her story going on with Alexa I don't know I honestly don't know to be honest I mean there were rumours going on the internet that Nikki was going to actually win the briefcase I, I took those with a pinch of salt but I mm-hmm. had visions of Bliss saying oh well you know I'll take the briefcase off you now thank you very much and yeah. going into an angle angle like that if that makes sense I think that could have worked at some point. I think that could have really set Nikki up because I think they've wasted her for so long. She's been dilly dallying, not doing anything for a long time ever since she's been called up. Mm. But I think this could have been something where they could have just elevated her. But then, yeah, I think they're really high on Mandy Rose because she's always put in these final situations when it comes to marquee matches. Even in the Elimination Chamber match, it was her and Sonia versus. Sasha and Bailey at the end. And even this time, it was kind of the similar pairing where it was Sonia. And that was actually a cool spot where Sonia basically carrying. Uh, oh, that was amazing. I mean, yeah. the, stre- the strength of Sonia Deville. Right? That, that was cool. Doesn't she look so much better now? She's got the, the longer tights and um, a hair a hair down a bit more often. She look, it looks a lot, it's a much better look, it's a much better streamlined look than uh, her old attire. If, I think making she, sense. I think she's just grown from like, like again, the thing that she had before was more to signify a character, which was that she's mm. a badass. But I don't think she needs the gear to be a badass, right? Because I think she's badass enough based on what she does. So she doesn't need that gear to make her look different. So yeah, I agree that her look now looks much better because she's just being a badass instead of her clothes depicting it, I'd say. But yeah, to carry a man up that ladder like that, very, I've got to admit, very impressive. Yeah. And then at the end, it was her who's like, like there's Rose who's so confident that she's won the match. She's taking her time with it. And from nowhere, there's Bailey. She just pushes both of them down and unhooks the briefcase to win and become the original women's money in the bank. Yeah, I mean, she's been getting some negative responses, but the crowd was all was all for this. I was, you know, I wasn't sure how it would go, but the crowd were really into Bailey winning, weren't they? To be, to be fair to her, I think it's because of the whole. I think she's just been so like nothing for so long. Mm. I think the main thing that they did wrong with Bailey was they made her champion way too early, 
and then the whole Stephanie McMahon thing that just completely ruined her. Yeah, she should have she should have like given Charlotte a rematch or refused the title or something because it wasn't in her character to to keep the title after cheat you know cheating to win it so to speak. If you remember that angle yeah. way back when. Yeah, I think it's just been but, like downhill from there because. But did you notice the booze with in the interview when uh, Charlie mentioned Sasha? Yeah, quite a few booze, wasn't there? <laughs> I think Sasha. I, okay, what, what are your thoughts on Sasha? She comes, I don't know how she comes back. I really don't. Do you like Sasha? I do. I'm a big fan of Sasha, but the way she walked out, I mean, Vince, Vince might bring her back in, but she'll be, uh, you know, she'll get the revival and Luke Harper treatment. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I just don't like Sasha that much. I mean, she's she I don't know. Never been a huge fan of her ever. So yeah, I mean, she she like she actually cares about what she does, and her taking a stand for it is is it good on her? But I think just being daily dialing in the middle is uh, like just make a decision, right? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. She might have already made a decision and. WWE are hoping to change her mind. I don't. I really don't know what the ins and outs are. It's gone very quiet on the the Sasha situation. Yeah, even she's not saying much. Fair enough. No, which is probably the right way to go. To be honest, you don't get anywhere by slagging WWE off or anything, do you? No, <laughs> they don't care. They'll just throw you out. <laughs> So yeah, that I mean again in that interview that she did after the match, that was just I mean again she was she starts off really bland like she just seems lost for the first minute and then she gets going and then it gets better but then I think the same thing happened in the Sasha Bailey interview post match after the elimination chamber match and again she was just so lost in the beginning and then I think Sasha just took over which made Bailey look horrible because she didn't say anything and people are like she can't do anything. But this time she got going, and then yeah, I think there was she just a good. Struggles. She struggles. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and then. Bless her. Yeah. But then she, she won, which was a good I outcome mean, yeah. for her. She can. She can talk. She, I think she obviously just gets a bit nervous. Perhaps I don't know. I, I think that's adorable. I think she's cute. Like she's just like she's just a fan, basically. <laughs> she, they are though a lot. A lot are um, the this new generation. They are they are fans, aren't they? I think yeah, that's that's quite a good point because when wrestling was you go like 20 years back or whatever, I don't think people grew up like idolizing wrestlers to become a wrestler because wrestling wasn't a huge thing back then. But now you have The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, so many people to just look up to the charisma, and then I think that's what gets people into wrestling more than just the glamour and the glitz of it. Yeah, and there's so more, so many more outlets now to get into wrestling via indies, and so so many more wrestling schools that um, people have set up as well. That makes it a lot easier to break into the business than it used to. I mean, Lance Storm's got a school and other ex-wrestlers, and you can go get on the indies and hopefully get noticed by NXT and, and what have you. So there's, you know, there wasn't always so many avenues back in. Back in the olden days when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you were watching, which is like 1800s. Uh, sorry. That's it, yeah. 
so moving on to the United States Championship match between Rey Mysterio and the champion Samoa Joe. This match was weird for me. So again, I think they just wanted. Okay, so what happens in the match is basically uh, this Samoa Joe is just gonna beat up. Mysterio and then Mysterio just gets him in a hurricane run, a pinning combination for the one, two, three. So yeah, it's a bit of a fluke win, wasn't it? Because Joe's shoulder wasn't even on the the mat for any of the any yeah. of the three count. I think that's what the, that's what's going to play on, go, like heading further into the Raws and Smackdowns. That um, the shoulder was up and the referee was out of position, so he couldn't see it. Mm. I think that's what Joe's going to bring up, but. I think this match would. I think this entire like segment. I I don't want to call it a match because it was more of a segment than a match. Mm. And then I think just it was just made because of the hard way blood from Joe. He looked freaking badass when he was just looking at Dominic. That stay away. I'm a beast. I'm gonna kill your father right now. Same with Lars later on. I mean, the blood just makes him look so much more vicious, doesn't it, somehow? Yeah, but I don't like Lars, so I'm going <laughs> to no, Not many people do. Uh, but I well, thought uh, Dominic might get involved somehow, but he just sort of stood there looking gormous, really, didn't he? So, isn't Dominic, I don't know what that's like, going to go like... into. But, uh, but apparently so, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's uh, already been... He's already been in the WWE ring when he tried to get uh, Eddie Guerrero off the ladder back at SummerSlam 2005, was it? Oh he my did God. more. He did. He did more. That is an eight-year-old. <laughs> oh my God! I can. It's going to happen, right? It's going to be a ladder match between Joe and Mysterio, <laughs> and this time Dominic is going to cause Joe instead of Eddie. <laughs> Imagine if he calls Mysterio, that'd be so cool. And he just says, I'm actually Joe's son. <laughs> I was Eddie's son all along. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, we're so insensitive. <laughs> so, yeah. Edit this so, bit out, Nathan. <laughs> nah, keep it in, keep it in. <laughs> it's the only funny part of the entire podcast. We'll be, we'll be taken off the air before we start. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's what happened. Then uh, Mysterio won, and then he just got destroyed by Joe. Yeah. Dominic just looked on. Yeah, Dominic just looked on like, don't hit my father, don't hit my father. Just, uh. But don't hit me either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I think that was fun. I think that was a, a decent segment. They, I think um, I don't think we're gonna have a pay per view before the Crown Jewel show, are we? Not the Crown no, Jewel. Only, it's uh, it's only two show. weeks away, and they moved backlash, didn't they? Which is now stomping ground. So yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when that's that's scheduled for. I think that's why they had Mysterio be the champion because so that you know they have all the legends who the Saudi people know be champions. Oh my God, I hate. The whole Saudi deal, I can't stand it. I'm, I'm so over it. And it's not because of the whole Saudi killing thing. I don't care about that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. But like, that's not the problem. It's gonna be about here. five minutes of usable content in this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, 
why 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 is why do you already do this where everything is like shite because of this whole saudi deal they just want Rey Mysterio to be the champion they want Brock Lesnar to be involved they want blah 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 oh my god it's hindering storyline it's been my issue with the whole saudi thing for so long yeah it's like it's like Vince isn't head booker anymore. It's the it's the, the Saudi prince or yeah or whatever, isn't it? We're gonna see Kamala. Oh, is Kamala alive? Oh my god, I need to check this. Apparently, he wanted um, Warrior and Yokozuna at the last one, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> slight pro- slight problems with that one. <laughs> I mean, you can't like how how can you even say Yokozuna? Oh my god. Wait, so Kamala is alive. Fair enough, okay. Because I, I just made a joke that maybe they want Kamala as a champion. At least he's alive. That's the joke. I right. think he had, I think he had to have his leg amputated or something though. So I don't think he can uh, get in the ring anymore. I think um, anyway. I, I mean, might be wrong. I mean, Zach Gowan was wrestling for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. But yeah, oh, he was a lot God. smaller and... It was a lot less weight to carry. Just and Brock Lesnar destroyed him. <laughs> Let's book a match. Brock Lesnar versus Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Nathan's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Heading into the next match, which is Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Fun fact, The Miz is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He's, like, in my top two. I love the Miz. When I first got so, back into it, I wasn't keen because he was trying to be a baby face. It was that his first sort of. Oh like, God! This? this is awful. This I thought, but he's really grown on me late. You know, the, over the years, he's so good. Probably I the think, best, best on the mic, I would say. I think he's been like really good ever since the whole Daniel Bryan promo uh, on Talking Smack. Yeah, yeah, that seemed to ignite a fire under him, didn't it? Yeah, because I think before that he was, I, like, I think that's what the situation was, that he wasn't booked for the match, or for the show, I mean. So I think he wasn't really anything at that point. And then he cut that promo and, I, and people were like, okay, he's really good and he's been good for so long. I and think it I all just... That, when I watched that, I didn't realize it was a shoot promo as well. I thought it was, I thought it was a work, but apparently it was a, it was a shoot. <laughs> Don't work yourself in your shoe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Only love, HH. So, so yeah, in this match, we had Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a steel cage match, which was something. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I, I, okay, I'm sorry. I think I missed this. It wasn't just before this, there was the whole, um, what, Sami Zayn coming up to Triple H? Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying that... Broad Strowman's gonna get him, and Triple H said, "Oh, it's all right. It's banned from the building." And Sammy said, "Oh yeah, but we all know how that goes, or <laughs> something to that effect." And Triple H just told him, "Your only protection is tape up your fists and go fight him." Yeah. What a terrible boss! What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, go WWE's die. HR department must be must be awful, right? <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> so yeah that so that was the end of that I, okay i think triple h is what now he's a baby face now i have no idea you can't keep up oh my god you just can't he's been i think okay he him and big show have turned way too many times 
the two people oh. have just constantly just turn 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 whenever whatever the mood feels like they're going to be a heel okay you know what in the same match he's going to be a heel and at the next one he's going to be a face in that survivor series match oh god but the most confusing thing is when he is a heel when he's on NXT he'll be a face again and then when he's back on main roster roar he's doing his heel gig again he just this makes it so confusing he's a mark <laughs> yeah, he is <laughs> He's the original Mark. He deserves to be a Mark. It's fine. <laughs> He's made all of us Marks. So yeah. So this match was fun. I think. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I must admit. I mean, uh, like, I think they played the same dynamic that they've been playing for so long, which is Shane McMahon being the cowardly heel who just says he's better because he's won before, but not because he's a better wrestler or whatever. And he has the Saudi award thing, which is fine. I just can't stand Saudi, so I'm just not going to get that Don't award. Don't mention it. Yeah. That's just not... That's uh, just not... <laughs> so yeah, think, let's just not dignify those shows. Yeah. Um, uh, saying that, if they're willing to pay us, we're willing to review the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, you know, a couple of million, then I'm all for it, then. couple of million? <laughs> I, I'll do it with $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, me too, but, you know... <laughs> Start with a high asking price, I say. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah. so this match ended finally because, okay, I don't know much about what happened in the match because, okay, yeah, there was the point where the Miz hit his skull crushing finale onto the chair. But then, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, he, leveled, <clears throat> he leveled Chain a few times with the chair as well. I mean, he took a inhuman amount of punishment and still kicked out for someone who's not like a properly trained wrestler and is in his. I think 50s now. He's 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 like John Cena. He, yeah. He'll kick out of everything. I think what happened was he he had been out for so long doing his own thing, and then he came back for the Undertaker match, and now he's just in love with wrestling again. So he just wants to wrestle all the time. <laughs> he, it's like FOMO. He's just the fear of missing out on what he's missed out for mm. so long. He's like, well, I want to wrestle every match. <laughs> well, according to Meltzer, he he's, he's got no backstage pull at all in an authoritative way he is just on screen talent according sure. according to Meltzer anyway uh, well that's Meltzer okay but like as I was saying like that might uh, be wrong but yeah I don't think he has no say he can't have no say he has to have some authority he's yeah uh, I mean he's the boss's son so he'll have, he'll have a bit of pull there won't he but he's yeah. he's, he's not bu- he's not booking matches or, or anything like yeah. that I believe that. But then in this match, the Miz hit his skull crushing finale onto the chair, and the and Shane had his foot on the bottom rope. But isn't it a steel cage match? Shouldn't there be no <coughs> rope break? Well, they say that these days, but it, it's only like the last couple of years they've been bringing. Oh, you know, there's no rope break and no disqualification match. I mean, they always seem to do that. You know, when I've been watching, you know, foot on the rope, they break the submission or the pin. It's only in recent years they've they've harped on with this rule yeah. that it doesn't oh. or it shouldn't break the pin for the submission. So I don't quite understand it really. People complaining about rope break suck. Okay. You've got to, you've got to be able to save yourself somehow, haven't you, when you're in a submission or something? <laughs> you know what's the yeah. point? There's no there's no drama otherwise, is there? I agree. 
So the match ended with, um, I think, yeah, the Miz like attempted to superplex McMahon or uh, from like from the top of the cage, but McMahon just held on, tried to just shimmy his way down, and then got his shirt taken off and slipped down to win the match. It was quite a clever finish, actually. I'm, I'm not against it, to be honest. Must have been scary because he couldn't see anything. He didn't know when he's gonna drop. I don't know. I mean, he's jumped off the top of Hell in a Cell, which is a lot higher. Yeah. That's a walk in the park for Shane. <laughs> but then he knows when he's jumping. Uh, fair enough. Still, though, you, you're a millimetre out and miss the bloody announce table. Yeah, how, how Vince lets him do, do that, I have no idea. He should ease up on it. I think by the time he's 80, I think he'll be doing it from like yeah, yeah. the mini ladder. <laughs> 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 he will still keep jumping. But yeah, I think the match story was the same that played out before, that The Miz just wants to beat up Shane. He doesn't care about... I think I think his just anger just takes over and he just makes mistakes, which just costs him the win. I think this was exactly like the reverse role. It's not reverse roles, but this was exactly what The Miz used to do when he was a heel. He used to win yeah. matches by just taking advantage of the opponent, just wanting to kick his ass, and he used to just find ways to win win the matches and now he's doing the exact same thing that you know now he's falling victim to the exact same thing that he used to do so I mean it's good storytelling when it comes to the Miz and Shane it was a good match what do you think yeah no I I really enjoyed the match and I I agree with you about uh, the sort of role reversal with Miz and everything Mm -hmm. I don't know how many more matches they could uh, milk out of it though to be honest but I think Miz as a babyface does need to to get the win at some point over over Shane. Whether that might be in the show, we're not going to mention anymore, or uh, the next pay-per-view, I don't know. Oh, please. Isn't isn't there a, like a Triple H versus Randy Orton match on that show? Yeah, yeah. Again, oh. which will probably be about 35 minutes of boredom. So, at least so you can just tell that the Saudi people have watched two, like certain eras of wrestling. Yeah, they've seen the John Cena Triple H Randy Orton wrestling. They've seen the golden era of wrestling with Hogan and stuff. Is oh my god, is Hogan going to be on the show? Won't surprise me. Oh my god, he's going to open the show. Calling it. I want the Saudi people to pay me ten thousand dollars if he opens the show. <laughs> my right finish. <laughs> and for reviewing the show, that's another ten thousand. <laughs> Anyways. So the next match was the cruiserweight match with Tony Nice facing off against Arya Devari. I don't I didn't watch. which I didn't skip through, honest. <laughs> and neither did I. <laughs> okay, I know, so I, I, know. I know nothing about this I match. I know nothing about this match. <laughs> I know Tony Nice won. That's yeah. about it, to be honest. I'm sorry for people who watch two or five live. I have no idea. I have no idea what happened in this match. Same. (laughs) Tony, this is as boring as boring gets. I've just got no attachments or interest in him at all. I miss Buddy Murphy. He was so good. Isn't he on SmackDown now? Yeah, but, you know, as all 205 people, he's, well, apart from Ali, he's Uh. being unseen. Oh man! Disappeared uh, into the abyss somewhere. Yeah. Oh well. I I, I mean I have nothing to say about this match. Tony needs one. Good job for him. That's it. Yeah. That's all. That's all it deserves, really. Yeah. 
And then we see Braun Strowman basically hanging Sami Zayn. <laughs> is, that, is that that? Is that what we get? Because I, I just saw Triple H telling um, Braun to to leave the building. Oh, oh wait. So did they edit that out of my version, or have we not got to that yet, or did or did we miss it? Uh, wasn't he shown like hanging unresponsive? I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. I th- I remember seeing him like just. I I I don't remember seeing the beat down, but I just remember Zayn. Was it before the cruiserweight match? I don't know. It was at some point of the show. I was watching in the morning, Carl. I I'm really not sure of the order here. You're gonna look it up. I'm gonna try, but I don't know. Oh man! Oh whatever. So then basically there was Strowman who came up to Triple H and was like. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And then Triple H was like, no, you're not. I'm the boss. Go. And, and Strowman just said, whatever, man. And left. Like, what are you doing? You're, you're a monster. And you're just going to say, whatever, man. And you're going to leave. Oh, God. Jesus. I mean, that just made Strowman look so stupid. They oh, well. don't seem to know what to do with him, do they? Oh, oh, here's something we missed. Uh, the new championship. Mick Foley's going to announce a new championship. Yeah. That's just what WWE need, isn't it? Uh, another One more championship. That they're going to forget about. I think it, it has to be the hardcore championship, right? Well, no. I mean, it's PG. I mean, how can they do a hardcore championship? <laughs> oh, here we go. I've got something here now with Triple H running. So maybe we're going to see... Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, Sami Zayn's hanging. Yeah, yeah, see what you mean now. It yeah. must have been when I decided to go to Lily or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, I mean, I I think, I okay, like, oh, I don't know. I just made Braun Strowman look kind of stupid for me. Anyways, heading into the women's match, the first match for Becky Lynch in the show, which was Becky Lynch going up against Lacey Evans. So, what were your thoughts on this match before I say anything? I thought it was a decent match, and I liked I liked Lacey's en- entrance. I liked her gear, the the money green gear, and the guns where she was shooting out fake money with pictures of her herself on mm-hmm. on her on them. I thought that was a nice. I thought that was a nice touch. I think okay because my thoughts on Lacey are she is great until she enters the ring. Her character is impeccable. She's really good with that. Oh, did you see the video of her high five in a fan? Yeah, she put <laughs> that was the, so good. The, the tissue on her hand first. That was genius. That, <laughs> that was. was so good. That was so good. <laughs> props, uh, props to her for that. Hundred percent. Kayfabe is alive. <laughs> I, I, I don't think this match was terrible. I, I really don't. I, I was expecting a lot worse. I must admit. I mean, I mean, fair enough. I think it was a decent match. It wasn't anything to write home about. But I think, okay, how long is Becky Lynch going to have that injured leg? She's had that injured leg for so long since Rumble, basically. Yeah, but she's not selling it normally. But when a wrestler's got an injury, you are you are going to attack it. And if someone attacks it, you do have to you do have to sell it, don't you? So she should take a break. I she mean, it's been years. 
It's been years <laughs> since Brock Lesnar had his diver. I can't say it. Diver Carolinas. Yeah, and he was selling it when Finn was attacking his stomach at Royal Rumble, wasn't he? So, but that's a disease. It's not. A, it's not. Well, an no, I know, it. true. But he's been he's been better from it for for years now, hasn't he? Fair enough. I don't know. I think she should just take a break, stay home, stay with Seth Rollins, and get and press <laughs> that leg up. So that people can't take advantage of her injured leg every single match. <laughs> but I thought the reaction for her was really good because it's been going noticeably down and quieter since WrestleMania. But um, on this on this night, I thought she she got a you know a good pop and the crowd were chanting yeah. Becky T belts and and chatting the name quite a lot. So. It's a more lively crowd than we've seen for a while, I thought, to be fair, overall. Yeah, the crowd was the crowd was really good. But then I think the same issue that we had before was the crowd just tuning out. When they've seen what they wanted to see, they don't care after, like how the story progresses after mm. that. Which is which sucks for Becky because I don't think she's done anything wrong. She's been on fire for for a while. But then I think as the fans, when they've seen the culmination, they're like, we need... We need a break from cheering for a person, which sucks for the wrestler. So, it's yeah. Like, it's almost like fans want to sabotage WWE themselves. I mean, they get behind <laughs> people they know Vince doesn't want to push. And then once Vince says, all right, well, I will push them, they, they, they go off them and go on to someone else again, don't they? <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. I mean, uh, I, I feel bad. I think it's been, it's been a thing for so long. But now with AEW becoming a, like a rising force, people are pushing this agenda in a way where, where we it's like either you like AEW or you like WWE. You can't like like both. So people are basically basically convincing themselves and the people around them that you need to pick a side. You, you, know, you, yeah. They're, they're, they're bad. Come back to AEW. It sucks. I mean. That one company cannot progress without the other at this point. I think for WWE to pick up their game, they need to have proper hard-hitting competition from AEW, which is going to come soon. I and AEW, yeah, 100%. And with AEW, I don't think they they'll be a huge force if they didn't have if like WWE didn't have a monopoly on wrestling for so long, right? They've just been dominating wrestling for so long, and people just want another company to push them. So I think that's why AEW is like it's like a perfect storm basically. So I I just hope that people realize that both need to succeed for for the other company to do well. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting in the fall for our American fans um, when AEW gets started on TNT and what sort of ratings they can get. TNT are back um, at the wrestling business. Mm, it's gonna be very interesting. But then again, Vince isn't in the wrestling business. He's in the sports entertainment business. That's true. And I take it you've heard about the problems they've been having with uh, the pack situation as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, what's going to happen with that then? Because nobody knows yet. Uh, there's not a lot more coming out of it. Only the reasons why pack might might not be competing with AEW. I, no, I think that uh, I heard something about it being not Pac's fault. I think Pac, okay, because I don't really watch uh, like indie wrestling, but this is what I've read. 
and it's basically that he didn't want to lose as the Dragon Gate champ because of which he requested something to AEW and AEW basically refused. I, I don't know. They they were like pretty set on Hangman Page winning because of which there's a disagreement. The, the problem was they thought um, he might be dropping the Dragon Gate belt and that would free him up to put people over but Dragon Gate want to keep the belt on him longer than they, they first planned to or something. So that's that that means they don't want him um, putting anyone over. Yeah, they're not, they're not like WWE. See, people are people are forgetting this. They're not they're not signing exclusive AEW contracts. They're, they're signing contracts that lets them continue to work for other indie circuits. Or in Chris Jericho's case, he's still being allowed to wrestle for New Japan because he's going to be challenging Okada, isn't he? So it's not like with WWE when they're tied down. You're at WWE and that's it. They let they are letting them wrestle. In other promotions, yeah, I mean, I don't know enough to basically comment on it, but I agree with most of the things you've said. That, that's the long and short of it, basically. Yeah, fair enough. But then <laughs> we've just completely sidetracked from this match. Yeah. Uh, so basically, in this match, uh, there was a couple roll up attempts which didn't go anywhere, and then Lacey tried to roll her up and she just caught her with the Disarmor for the submission. Yeah, it was a, it was a strange finish because it looked like Lacey had it for longer than a three count, but the referee seemed preoccupied with making sure uh, Becky's was shoulders were put. Is he the same ref that ref the WrestleMania main event? Is it? Is it harking back to that? I can't honestly sure. remember. But not sure. But yeah, and then surprise, surprise! Who would have guessed this? Charlotte came out straight away for the. Well, there's a yeah. SmackDown Championship match. I mean, never, <laughs> never saw that come in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair enough. It makes sense for Charlotte's character to just come out immediately for yeah, the challenge. Yeah, I thought that. Match. I mean, why, why wouldn't she? It made yeah. all the sense in the world. It's her character at the moment, isn't it? Indeed. So, Becky was very well protected as well. I mean, she had to fight straight after the first match, and there was outside interference. And then there was a cash-in, which they used to sort of make you forget that Becky lost in yeah. all the... But I think that's what they had to do. They couldn't have Becky be Becky two belts for too long because that would like entail her to defend both titles on both shows, which is doesn't make sense storyline-wise. Well, you say that, but with the wild card rule, well, I mean, the, the brand split's basically um, null and void at the moment anyway, isn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> I don't know why it's even a thing. I mean, uh, whether that will have to change when they uh, start SmackDown on Fox, I'm not too sure. It'll be interesting to see if they'll still be able to enforce the, the wild card rule then. Yeah, but then this match happens, and this match was really good. This was much better than the previous match that we saw. Well, it was, yeah, but, you know, Charlotte. But then, yeah. It's great, isn't she? To and be both fair. people know each other too well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of either Becky or Lacey as wrestlers. I think because Becky had like a really bad match recently. I think it was against Alicia Fox. Yeah, I, I put more, more down to Alicia Fox, to be honest. I mean, she, I've <laughs> never been a fan of her. I mean, she's been around how long? 10, 15 years, and she's still terrible. Uh, I mean, I don't know what happens with her. 
But yeah, anyways, this match was fun. And basically, there was a point where there was a distraction. Like, the ref was distracted and Lacey hit uh, Becky with the women's right or the women's right. And then basically, Charlotte basically went to pin her and Becky rolled her up, which I thought would yeah, be a three count. Yeah, I thought, I thought she was going to get her there. And I must admit, that, that got a bit for that one. I really did. Yeah, I think everyone went for that. Even the crowd was like three and then, yeah. That was that was close, and then, and then Flair, the big boot, wasn't it? Yeah, the big boot, which was not a good-looking big boot. I, 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 the, it, the the connection wasn't there, and it was like really clear. But okay, whatever. A big boot, one, two, three. Uh, I don't know. Weak finish because it's like Becky, who's been hyped up so much, her losing the match to a big boot. I, okay, again, there was outside interference. That makes sense, but. Fair enough. You say that. It was a second match, and she had just taken the woman's right, which is a finisher. So, it, yeah, you know, it, kind of, it does kind of make sense. Fair enough. Makes sense. I mean, I'll boot you in the face, and we'll see how quick you get up, shall we? <laughs> Let's go, mate. <laughs> United versus Bayern. <laughs> I'll drop in you. Back to 2012. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened, and then immediately... There was an attack on uh, basically Becky for the, the yeah Lacey and Charlotte teamed up didn't they and uh, give her a good pace then yeah and out came Becky not Becky Bailey Bailey to basically okay. even the odds I think her yeah. intentions were to even the odds but since she came out with the briefcase it was obvious that something yeah. was going to happen. I mean, I thought for sure she's going to cash in on Becky, but she did. That's you know, I want to say she got a big pop when she came out, and I think fans were were chanting for her during the beatdown as well, weren't they? So yeah, she seems to have seems to have got her popularity back a bit again since uh, since post mania. I think they're just trying to. I think this is more of a Sasha thing than a Bailey thing. I think they just want Bailey to become a thing so that she's not associated with Sasha anymore. Mm. Maybe so, maybe so. But yeah, so this was, and then, okay, I hate this one thing that all Money in the Bank wrestlers do when they find, like, a wrestler down and they just daily die, like, oh my god. Yeah, they have to, they look like they have to, especially baby faces, they look like they need the audience's permission first yeah. before they can cash in, don't can they? Can I cash in? Just now? waffle over the now? suitcase and cash in, for Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> And then she cashed in. And when she went up the top rope, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to lose it. Yeah, I thought, oh, Charlotte's going to get her knees up yeah. and move out of the way, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. That would have killed me. I did have a bit of panic, I must admit. <laughs> it would have, yeah, Christ. You just built her up and then all of a sudden. Oh, that would have been the nail in the coffin for her if she would have lost that match. But she didn't. And she, with a flying elbow drop, picked up the one, two, three to become the new SmackDown's women champion. I thought that was good booking. I mean, this this is like the first half of the show, and I, I thought that you know Be- Bailey needed something uh, to get her going again, and and this was it. To be honest, I think this will do as long as she can get a a clean victory in a proper match over Charlotte, which I'm sure Charlotte's going to demand. I think this could be you know the rocket strapped on her again with any luck. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Fun fact: Bailey is the first ever to be. The women's Grand Slam winner. Oh right, to win what is that NXT 
SmackDown. No, I think it's SmackDown, Raw, and maybe oh, and the tag. tag. Yeah, and the, tag. yeah, and the tag as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no one else has won it apart from the Iconics, and they're not going to win any more belts, are they? Yeah. <laughs> no. Actually, can you imagine? I think there was like a split second when Bailey was going up to the top rope that I just thought that Sasha was going to come out and push her. <laughs> That'd be just so stupid. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> There's only one person who would have been happy with that scenario, but we won't mention we won't mention that name here. Yeah, I mean it's obvious that Nathan would have been really happy about that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up next is Roman Reigns versus Elias. I like Roman Reigns. What are your thoughts on Roman Reigns, Carl? I like Roman Reigns as a person and a wrestler. His character and booking can be problematic, though. Fair enough, but I think okay, the booking. But he has yes. great matches. He has great matches, and I I don't dislike him. Fair enough. But I just think sometimes the booking, his booking, is problem. I mean, look at Drew. I mean, look how much momentum Drew lost because he he lost so easily at WrestleMania to Roman. He should have been allowed to at least kick out one spear or be in a position where he could have got his foot on the ropes at least, but. Yeah. You know, it's Roman and everyone has to go down super easy to him. That's 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 the problem, I think. I mean, I agree with the booking statement that he kind of hinders booking because because there's the whole Cena syndrome. But then his character is not an issue for me because, I mean, the whole heel baby face thing because he's Roman Reigns at the end, end of the day. As he says that he's not a guy, he's the guy. That actually makes sense because he doesn't need to align himself between a heel or a face. So for like when as long as that's a thing, I agree with what he says. But then when his matches begin, it's obvious who's gonna win most of the time. So yeah. so this match, right? This match, I didn't care for it because I knew who's gonna win. Right? Well, it was dead quick, wasn't it? As well, I think he just came yeah. out after Elias did his performance and pummeled him into oblivion, basically. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> Elias smacked him. And I smacked him with the guitar. That was so funny. Roman just I did have it. this thought that being that much was so quick, and they needed someone else in Money in the Bank. I thought, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be Roman in the as the oh, final. But we got an equivalent to Roman, to be fair. We got basically Roman. Upgrade. We got the best. We got the best finish of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the show and I had message on the group that, you know, this is a really fun show. And I think it was like when five minutes were left and I'm like, this is a really fun show. Like I enjoyed most of the things. And then the ending happened and I'm like, oh my God, what just happened? I mean, I, can, I, I, mean, I was the same, but I can, I can sort of, you know, take it and let it go from my head. I, I like things that are going to wind everybody up on the, uh, on the social medias and everything. Some people, they, you know, they, it's like almost like they forget wrestling's a work, and they get so act up about <laughs> everything, don't they? Yeah. I mean, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then just skip it. I mean, I don't watch like weekly episodic like television anymore because I can't bother three hours, five hours of a week watching you know on SmackDown. So it's just, I just, I'm just gonna be a pay per view to pay per view kind of guy now. Mm. Same here. I just watch the clips on YouTube and the pay-per-views, basically. But then I can't be asked to pay for Sky either, so that doesn't help. And I'm definitely not paying for BT, so... 
<laughs> Fair enough. I think we have we have ten sports here, which is like a channel, and it provides us with everything. Like we have Raw, SmackDown, NXT, all on like one channel. So that's fine. But then oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but then I can't be bothered to watch it because it's advisory <laughs> in the goddamn morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nowadays I, I don't know. Let's just move on. Roman won. No one expected anything else. No. Quick and fun. It was never. It was never going to be anything else. That's the, that is the trouble with with his booking. To be honest, mm-hmm. even against Drew, you knew Roman was going to win. I just thought they'd give Drew a bit more. I agree with you because I thought that maybe it'll be a slugfest where there'll be like finishers all about, mm. and Roman will edge it. But nope, pretty straightforward. Roman won, as he normally wins. Anyways, we move on to. The match of the night, arguably, I'd say for me, match of the night, which was the Universal Championship match between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. This match had some interesting build-up. I've heard I haven't seen it, but I've seen people talk about the build-up to this match. Was there anything interesting in it? Well, yeah, I mean, AJ cheap shotted Seth with a phenomenal forearm through the. The contract signing table when they signed the contract, and I and I almost thought that was a heel turn because yeah he had been speaking a bit more edgy, you know, a bit more edginess in his character than there had been on SmackDown, and I thought perhaps they were they were turning him a bit because he's all since he went face he's been a very sort of white meat baby face, which has made him a bit stale really in a lot of people's eyes. But I uh, think it seems think he's whole... still baby faced. Yeah, I mean, the whole heel thing was starting to become a thing ever since he hit uh, Vince. When Vince was like, hit me, damn it, hit me. And he just hit him or something, right? On SmackDown? Yeah. And yeah, ever since then, he's been like... No, that seemed to go nowhere, though. It was a bit... I think perhaps that was to give him a bit more edge in his character, but it didn't yeah. really seem to go anywhere. But you know what? I think something that's changed about AJ since then is he was a champion, right? And that's when people were like, we want to see these amazing feuds with you versus Joe, you versus Nakamura. And all of them turned out to be duds. So well, it didn't help that instead of moving on to a fresh opponent, they had nobody. So they kept having to recycle the same match. I mean, he thought Nakamura and Joe so many times. It was going to get stale, wasn't it, to be honest? But it never really kicked off. There was never a match which, which made us go, oh, my God, this is what AJ versus Nakamura or AJ versus Joe should be. So, and his character has, as you said, it's been pretty stale for a while. But now, I think we're at a point where we don't expect much from AJ. I don't, at least. I don't no, think... But, yeah? but this match was a lot more like it, wasn't it? It was, it was fast-paced and yeah. move after I, move. I think AJ realized that he needs to buck up, or otherwise he's just going to lose the crowd forever. So he just went at it. The two, oh my God, this was such a brilliant match because mm. some of the moves in this match, let me tell you. Okay, my favorite move of the match was obviously when uh, Seth went for the curb stomp and it was reversed into the style clash. Oh, that it, was a brilliant reverse. Oh my God. It? it really was. I also like the inverted superplex as well, which he then turned into a, uh, I don't know what he called the other move he did afterwards, but... Uh, the the Pablo. No, that wasn't really the a problem. Yeah, was it? Was, was it Falcon really Falcon's arrow? But it, it was a good. It was a good move Falcon. anyway. Yeah. yeah, the reverse Falcon arrow, basically. 
And yeah, but then again, just so many cool moves. I love the pele kick, which Nathan doesn't really like. I don't get why. I just love the pele yeah, kick. Yeah, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant move. Thank you. I told you it's a brilliant move. I love it. Again, <laughs> I love. I just love that move too much, and <laughs> I just like like talking about it. And then, uh, yeah, Rollins was like, uh, sorry, AJ went for the phenomenal forearm, and Rollins basically caught him with. A few moves, the ripcord knee, the super kick, and the curb stomp. And that was all she wrote. One, two, three, Seth retains after a brilliant match. Yeah. And it, it, it took a couple of seconds to cover him after the curb stomp. So you, yeah. you made you wonder, is he going to kick out? But they're still protected. I think it's probably the most protected move in uh, WWE at the moment, to be honest, the curb stomp. I don't think anyone's kicked out of it yet. Not that I can remember anyway. Mm-hmm. I can't remember either. Especially since he's brought it back, anyway. No, I don't I'm, think. I don't think he's anyone's kicked out of it. I mean, uh, he needed he needed that move. He he lost something in those couple of years where he took took the curb stomp off him, and then as soon as he got it back, it was like Seth Rollins was back as well. But the, the pedigree never suited him, did it? Mm-hmm. Never. I thought he's gonna bring back the splash thing that he had on in the Indies. That's what I'd heard that he's gonna bring mm. that back up. I don't remember exactly. I think it was the Phoenix Splash. I think. Oh right, make, yeah. I think he was gonna make that his main move. Nevertheless, and then again, AJ came into the ring and shook his hands to confirm that he's still a white meat baby face. Exactly. <laughs> All I knew he was. Had gone. Everyone, ex- everyone expected him to to nail Rollins, didn't they? So I thought, no, he's just gonna shake his hand and. And yeah. go, but whether they'll get another match because I uh, don't want to worry people too much. But apparently they're advertising Corbin as his next, as the next opponent. Oh God! I, I, okay, any match versus Corbin, and I'm like, I don't care. Honestly, he's a great heel. I get it. He's a great heel, but I do not care. Well, the thing is, I mean, we'll get to it in a minute. But he does do, I think, three moves really well. I mean. I don't want to really talk about it now, but he did a choke slam that looked awesome in that match. And his end of days and deep six do look brilliant. But then in between that, it is it is all rest holds. So he he does need to either have very short matches or or find some more manoeuvres he can do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't know. I think his, I don't know. I just don't like him. He's, he's a good heel. I can respect that, but I'm I don't care about his matches at all. I, mean, I don't want to see him as a champion or anything, but I I don't I, I don't hate him. Put it that I, way. He just works in the six man tag things where he gathers people with actual potential around him, and they and he brings all of them down. <laughs> but but he's tall, damn it! So he's always going to get. <laughs> that, was a really good impression. that was a really good impression. That was a good impression. Fair play. <laughs> So he's always going to get pushed. (laughs) So then we move on to the Lucha House Party coming out. I must admit, I was thinking, I do not want to see this this free-on-free tag match. I I, I know you hate him, but for me, Lars saves the day here. Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? I'll tell you how my mind worked during this match. So it's the Lucha House Party out, and I'm like, if they're going to have a match and Daniel Bryan was on the kickoff show, I am done. 
But they didn't have the match. That's a fair point, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then they didn't have the match. And I was like, just get them off my screen. And out came Lars. And I'm like, I'm going to turn off television right now. I cannot see both of these things on my television right now. And well, then he needs all the TV time he can get. He's got a big fine to pay now. He's got. He's got to be. <laughs> he's got to be making those dollars. <laughs> Imagine they just give him enough money to just eat food. <laughs> Go and get yourself a candy bar from outside. <laughs> well, this be on TV, Vim. This price not going to pay itself. <laughs> So yeah, that was a thing. He just destroyed them. He started bleeding at some point, which made him look badass for a second. Why did he cut himself? Do you think it was on Kalisto's mask? Okay, I'll tell you what happened because I was skipping through this. So I didn't actually see him enter. I just saw the ending of that segment, which was him bleeding, right? So I Ooh. thought that he had done a similar thing to uh, Mojo Rawley, where he had got like a red like thing painted on his face. And then <laughs> like, oh, that's blood. <laughs> that was just funny. Well, okay. Oh, well, I didn't care about that. Anything you have to say? No, not really. Lars decimated the Lucha House party and that was basically it. I mean, they're going to have to give him a match or do something more with him eventually. I don't know how long he's going to go squashing and destroying people. But the worry is he'll be fed to Roman Reigns and he'll lose after one spear and, and be ruined. So you you just don't know, do you? That'd be the one match where I'll, I'll take that one spear finish. Let's go, <laughs> no. We'll beat that guy. I don't know. It's so boring. He's just he, is so an impressive, he is an impressive specimen, though. He's very scary looking. And he's such he looks a like, he looks like a beast. Build. Yeah. Him versus Brock would be fun. It would. It would. <sighs> oh, well. Anyways, moving on to the next match, which is the WWE Championship match with Kofi Kingston going up against. Kevin Owens, the best friend of all human beings in the world. Yeah, the best friend that'll stab you in the back as soon as you turn around. His story, okay, you know what? I'm going to just shout out this uh, Twitter page, which is Myth Gifts on Twitter. And that person is so good at finding the minute details in a person's character, which like makes sense, connecting mm. all of his stories for so long. So he had said something about uh, Kevin Owens, which is that he cannot stand being vulnerable. At any point where he feels people are supporting him, he has to turn to that person immediately, as he did with Kevin, uh, with Sammy, as he's done with Kofi now. I think he's just he says that he does it for his family, but I think it's his own insecurities that come out when he just turns on people whenever he feels like, oh my God, these people are welcoming me in and I'm going to feel vulnerable. And he says he can't stand that and he just, you know, lashes out. So that's yeah, it. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have caught that detail. So shout out to that page. Anyways, this match was, I mean, it started off with Kofi just on the on the aggression in the starting because of everything that KO had done to, uh, like, the New Day as a, as a, go- as a group. So it made sense for just Kofi to just go after. Yeah. And he went after him. It was like high, like just like you know, what a start. The match went on, and then again, Owens took over. There was an SOS in the middle, which was fun. 
Then there was the Popo Power Bomb, which I thought would be the end for I don't know why I thought that, oh my god, is this gonna be it? But it wasn't. That was a kick out, which is a which is a very close kick out. The stunner seems to be his main finisher now, doesn't it? He, he um, nailed him with that, and I think he was it a foot on the ropes that saved Kofi from Didn't he roll out? I think he rolled out. Well perhaps he rolled out then. Yeah. Um I'm not sure. Maybe. I didn't then, take complete attention to this match. I must I must admit. Uh, no way, you're right. I think it was that his foot was on the bottom rope. You're right. Yeah, um, I'm, at, I'm at it. I'm at that bit now. Yeah, no, he grabbed it. Yeah, he grabbed it with his hand. He grabbed yes. the rope with his hand. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, then Owens was just like, he, I think he took off uh, Kingston's shoes. That's <laughs> it. I don't know what that, I don't know what that was for, though, really. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I think... He knows that Kingston likes his shoes on Up, Up, Down, Down. He has a series on where he just reviews shoes. So maybe he was like, fuck your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so he just took his shoes off. It didn't and make then, the SOS any less uh, deadly. The Trouble in Paradise. No, Trouble in Paradise, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was, that was it. Trouble in Paradise, one, two, three. And I think Kofi tweeted something like, sneakers and no sneakers. I'm still the champ or something after that. It's funny. It's a good call. I think he needed a title, at least one title defense. Oh, 100%. Kofi needed to win this. After the moment he had in Mania, he needed to win this match. So, yeah, that was fun. I think I want to see him be a champ. Okay, how long is uh, Big E out for? Any idea? I have no idea. I think he's no out idea. for like a year. I've heard, but again, it's Big E and he's a troll. So, I don't know. Uh, whenever he comes back, I hope. Kingston is champion till then. He will okay. be champ. He won't be champ that long. Uh, I hope. I can. A band can hope, you know. I wouldn't be a su- surprise if a certain money in the bank when it cashes in on uh, Kofi rather than uh, Seth Rollins, actually. Oh! I've heard, re- heard rumours uh, Fox want him on SmackDown. Oh my so, God, um, that's exactly what's going to happen, you're right. Because oh. he's already got the match. He's already got the match with Rollins, uh, the thing we're not going to mention, hasn't he? I think so. Um, Does he? I, I can't see him cashing it in there. Wait, is he actually facing Rollins for the championship at uh, the South so Show? I've heard. I'm, I'm pretty sure, unless unless that's going to be his cash in, perhaps. But I wouldn't have thought they'd use it there. Oh my god! They might not have advertised it, but that's definitely the the rumours up in here. In anyway. Holy hell! End Saudi matches. How long is that deal on for, anyways? Ten years or something stupid, isn't it? No way. Two, two shows a year for about ten years. Sure it is. I'm I'm gonna have to close this podcast off. I, I can't. You <laughs> kidding? I, to, I told you you'd leave me. <laughs> Arthur, where are you? <laughs> I'm gonna Google this one sec. No way is it a ten-year deal. I'm sure it is. What do you mean, 10 years? <laughs> I mean, a decade. <laughs> Wait, so, oh my God. So there'll be one point every year where they're just going to ruin storytelling. Oh it's, like a, it's just like a glorified house show. I mean, you don't it's watch not. it. And you don't miss it. It affects other pay-per-views. It affected this pay-per-view. It's affected so many pay-per-views. The whole, what was the thing with... Uh, Shawn Michaels coming back from his retirement and then I don't know there was this weird thing where 
Kane and uh, Undertaker turned heel at the end. What is happening? What's wrestling anymore? Oh my god, Undertaker's going to wrestle for the next yeah, 10 years. Yeah, that was the Australian that was the Australian show though, wasn't it? Was it? When uh, was it when they turned Yeah, cuz uh, they turned they had no, it Triple wasn't. H. It was Triple H and Taker but with Michaels in Triple H's corner, Kane in Undertaker's corner. And um, at the end, they sort of shook their hands, but then beat them down, didn't they? At the end of the Super Showdown. Okay, that may be a thing. I am and not then that sure. Led in, that, then that led into the the tag match, which even Shawn Michaels wants to forget. At um, John Jones. Yeah. And the right. only reason the title was on the line was because of Roman's um, illness, wasn't it? Otherwise, I don't think the the title would have changed hands. Let's just not talk about this. Let's just move on to the next match. (laughs) I am sad now. So then we had the Money in the Bank match, the main event. This was was a fantastic match. And poor Finn Balor. I mean, the punishment he took in this match. Oh, God. There was one, uh, even Andrade, they did that sunset flip. Oh, yeah. And he bounced oh. off the ladder, landed back on the ladder and rolled back. Oh. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think it was because um, Andrade landed first, which created mm. the bounce effect. Oh, that was just painful. So many good spots in this match. I mean, there was the Spanish fly. There was so many yeah. things. I mean, oh, the deep six of the ringside area. The ladder snapping. I mean, what not. Everything happened in this match. And then near the end, we had. Um, uh, I think I, I thought Corbin's gonna win. I don't know. I just thought Corbin's gonna win it. Now. Yeah, well, he was going through everyone, wasn't he? He yeah. chokes. Was it Ali? He chokes slam yeah. through the. And that, that was an like I was saying before. That was an epic choke slam. That was. Yeah. Uh, and he choked. Didn't he choke slam Finn onto the sort of upturned ladder? That looked. That looked painful. That did. The entire match was just brutal. It was just fun to watch. I was like, I mean, this was what I wanted after, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, the whole last thing was happened. And then, okay, then there was a match in the middle. But at the end of the show, I'm like, this match needs to be hard hitting. And that's yeah. exactly what this match was. Everyone just went, oh my, that, yeah, yeah actually, you were right. That, that thunderous joke slam on Ali through the table was, oh my God. He, You know what? Fair play to Corbin. He had a good performance in this, in this match. Yeah. I mean, Ali is great at selling, to be fair, but uh, yeah, I thought Ali was going to win at one point, which I didn't want to happen because Nathan was been saying, oh, Ali's going to win. And I was like, no, I don't want Nathan to be right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't be listening to this, will he? <laughs> he'll just edit it and he'll say, it was really good. I mean, I hope he says that. But Ali, Andrade, Ricochet, um, Finn Balor—they they were made for this match. I mean, they just—they were just awesome. They've, the flips yeah. and high flying moves, and then you have Drew and Corbin bringing the power, and Orton being Orton. It, it, it just probably the best one I've seen. I think it was—it was just so well put together. Yeah, it was really well put together. And then near the end, it was um, Ali who climbed on. Uh, Corbin's back to push him down. Yeah, I thought that's when the, I thought that perhaps when Ali was going to win. But don't you think wrestlers looked daft? I mean, was it Ali who, who was who nearly had it and 
Yeah, I was going to say that. When Fingy was coming. <laughs> Just yeah. grab the flipping cage. You've got enough time. <laughs> Ali has his hands on it. I'm like, this is it. Ali has his hands on, on the thing. He has his hands on the briefcase. And then we hear the music of Brock Lesnar, who comes out. Do you think Vince takes everyone into a, a small room and hypnotizes them and reconditions them to when you hear another <laughs> opponent's music, you have to oh, you have stop. to freeze or something. <laughs> wait, wait, yes. that's someone else's music. I better stop what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Uh, but to be fair, at least, at least. Brock Lesnar came running out. At least he didn't it just was, walk. Yeah, it was a shock. I mean, I did not see it coming at all. But and I don't. I mean, I don't mind Brock, but he, he doesn't need the suitcase. And I would have rather. I was hoping Andrade would win it. He needs. He, you know, he could do that posh. I mean, but, yeah. I think this was just done for the shock factor. They were like, Let's yeah, just... I, I do. I think so as well. But I think, uh, I mean, I was in bed, but I imagine the internet exploded at, at yeah. point. <laughs> I was watching it. Christ, like, oh can you even God, imagine? What's, <laughs> what's happening? I, I, like, I was watching it, and since I don't really care about critiquing, critiquing it that much, I was like, okay, this is fine. But then I, I could just hear everyone on the internet exploding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what just happened? Oh, hey, yeah, Brock. <laughs> So, yeah, he dumped Ali from the ladder, climbed up. I, I was just hoping that he doesn't climb up. He just finds a way to pull that whole roof <laughs> yeah. down just so he can climb. <laughs> he, he doesn't need to climb a ladder. and But then he does, gets the champion, gets the briefcase, I'm sorry, and is the new Mr. Money in the Bank, Brock Lesnar. Hmm. What are your thoughts on the match? I thought, I, as we said, I thought it was brilliant. There were some great spots, even by Corbin. He seemed to stick what he was good at, and you know, great um, chokes them to Ali. I can't talk. Great <laughs> chokes them to Ali through the announce table. He did a deep six on the outside, didn't he? Um, was that to Ricochet? Because I mean, there's that many competitors and that much going on. It's hard to remember exactly who who took what, but then. Then I know he got um, claymored by Drew, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And uh, great, a great um, RKO as well, wasn't there? Didn't didn't Orton sort of pull Drew off the ladder and then catch him into a yeah. an RKO? I thought that was really good. Yeah, I mean, and how long has he been a, How long's he been around, and how long's he been doing that move? And he still finds new inventive ways to to pull out an RKO. I mean, it is. It is one awesome. of the most over moves, one of the most over moves of all time. It's got to be one of the best moves because you can you can literally pull it out of anywhere, can't you? Yeah, you really can. Yeah, but yeah, this was the show. With it ended with Mister Brock Lesnar standing tall. But he had that look and laugh at the end, like he knows he's trolling the fans. Yeah, he does. Ha ha! You complain about it, well, I'm going to collect my seven-figure check. I mean, I thought he was going to go back to USC again, because he seems to have got himself into really great shape again, because he was getting a bit of a bit of a belly on him for him, but he's he seems to have leaned out again, doesn't he? Yeah. But apparently he's 
he's told Dana why he's quitting UFC. So, <laughs> and as I say, I, I have a feeling he he might cash it in on Kofi to be on SmackDown. May maybe that'd be cool. Unless he comes out and roar and says he's he, he's cashing it in for the match against Seth at the Super Show because he he is someone who can get away with not winning his cash in because he's he is so over and he's been champ before. If it was someone like Andrade who won it and failed to cash in, then then that ruins them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was a thing. I think it was it was a swap basically. That that's just gonna go. I think again this leads to the whole Saudi debate, which we don't need to go into again. Mm. But yeah, okay, it was a thing. Let's see what happens on Raw. Let's see how yeah. this plays out. It was a, it was a de- it was a decent pay per view. I thought I'd give it. I mean, if I was gonna give it a score out of ten, I'd probably give it. An eight, seven and a half, an eight, something around there. There really wasn't too much to complain about, and there were, you know, really good matches. I mean, I was going to give it like a seven point five, so fair enough. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah. So I guess anything else you want to say about the show? No, not really. I think we've covered everything I wanted to get across. Really, I would have liked um, the Iconics versus um, I can I can't say the name. I'm just going to say Asker and. And Kyrie saying, I would have liked to have seen that somewhere. I mean, they're, they're a new championship belt. I mean, you need it to be on every pay per view for a while, even if it's just on the pre show, a quick, in, and it's a squash match. You know, Asker and Kyrie win really easily, or the Iconics do the old Shawn Michaels 92 routine and get themselves counted out on purpose. Yeah. Maybe because they could have they could have done without the Lars Sullivan and um, oh. party segment, and you, you could have had it. You know, you could have had Brian and the Usos there, a quick you know a quick ten minute match, and your Iconics and Kabuki. Well, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Warriors mm-hmm. in uh, in the pre-show. I mean, yeah, but there 100%. you go. They're devaluing the belt before it's even got started. Well, that's Vince for you. Get. He loses interest, and that's and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was a fun show. I think it had enough good matches. I think but this, yeah, overall, good show. I think ba- I think Bailey winning the Money in the Bank and cashing it in on Charlotte. I think that was great booking. Can't complain about the booking on that. Questionable with with Brock Lesnar, but let's see where it goes and what the plans are before we shout it down too much. I mean, might be, if it all plays out to something good, we might be thinking, oh, great decision. But you talk about, you talk about wrestling. You talk about wrestling <laughs> fans here. They're not rational. <laughs> They'll burn everything down. <laughs> oh, well, this is fun. I think it was eventful to say the least. You can't deny that it was yeah. super eventful. But yeah, I think it was a strong a strong show coming out of, like, after Mania, the first pay per view. I don't care about the Saudi thing. Moving past that, let's see how they carry on. I think they've got enough pieces in play where they can carry on for the next few months with very yeah. interesting storylines. I mean, hopefully, Bailey and Charlotte will have a bit of a feud, which they haven't really done for a couple of years. So that'll be different. Might carry on with Becky and Lacey after Lacey interfered um, and helped sort of cost Becky the SmackDown title. So that might continue for another pay per view or so. 
We'll have to see. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Becky feud with someone else, though. Really, I don't know. I don't know who else there is on Raw, though. Really, Ember Moon. Yeah, maybe Ember Moon, but face face turn here. Yeah, mm. Ruby. If I don't know where Ruby is at the moment, though. To be honest, she injured or they just given up on her. I'm, no I'm idea. Not sure. Uh, oh well, we will have to wait and see. Well, Sasha comes back and goes heel and attacks Becky. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling Sasha's done with WWE, but I could be wrong on that. We shall wait and see, I guess. Let's see how this goes. So that was our review of Money in the Bank 2019. Anything you want to plug, Carl? Yeah, uh, you can visit me at Twitter at uh, Carl Carlos underscore Fire eighty nine. So I'm there to bore you to death. You can follow Rogue Opinions on Twitter at Rogue Opinions, and you can follow us on. Instagram at rogue.opinions. So, yeah, anything you want to say, Carl? Well, that's it. Hopefully, we haven't bored everyone to tears. Um, <laughs> nice chatting with you, Raul. So, likewise. Hope you all have a great day. Bye. Bye. So traditional. See